Welcome to ASGCA Insights. I'm Mark Whitney. I'm pleased to welcome to the podcast today the president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects, Jan Beljan. A native of Pittsburgh, Jan comes from a golf family. Her father, George, was a golf pro and superintendent, and three of his five brothers were PGA professionals. Jan began her design career with Tom Fazio, ASGCA, with whom she worked for more than 20 years. She's also a registered landscape architect, certified arborist, and former assistant superintendent. Jan now heads Jan Bell Jan Golf Course Design based in Jupiter, Florida. Jan, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so pleased to be here, Mark. Uh, Jan, last spring, uh, outgoing ASGCA President Jeff Bloom handed over to you the ceremonial gavel to begin your term as president. I don't think you or anyone else could have expected uh, what we have faced here over the uh, over the past 12 months. By golly, you're right. You know, if I could have expected this, uh, I'd be doing some time travel to uh, to make some changes so we wouldn't be going through it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Janet, as an industry leader, uh, what are you hearing here over the course of the past couple of months when you've communicated with others who uh, who work and operate at the highest levels of the golf industry? What I'm hearing from them are things that they're actually passing along to most everyone else. And that is um, encouragement. The fact that this will not last forever, you know, this too shall pass kind of attitude. But it's also that um, this is the best time to make changes because we're forced to change. They're also encouraging thoughtfulness. Let's not make decisions immediately and rashly that we make for a short term and then regret what we did because we didn't take a little bit of time to think about it. Um, so of the things that's globally, that is for everybody, is, is that's the, the philosophical bent. And I think most everybody who's read anything that's been published or has listened to any webinars, that's kind of the distilled version of what's coming out, um, not the particulars because we're just about to start reopening more than had been. There was about 48% of golf courses were open as of uh, this yesterday, and I think they're probably up to about 60% today and expecting 75% by mid-May. So as ASGCA president, uh, you spend a lot of time as well talking with ASGCA members. What are you hearing from them in terms of either their projects moving forward or the new realities that they are facing? Uh, how are they able to continue serving clients on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, they're actually doing very well at serving their clients because what we do best is we plan. So when we're planning, we're, met, we're planning for not just ourselves, but for the clients, for the members, for the long term, for maintenance, for the new realities of uh, reduced maintenance staff, for the new re and that would include uh, what are the essentials to maintain. For those who are deciding whether to proceed with projects, most are, uh, especially projects that are under construction this year. A few have said, well, let's just phase some of this, what we had planned. Let's do part of it this year and part of it next year. The parts that people are choosing to phase in this year are things to which they've already made commitments for uh, materials, such as uh, 
pipe for either irrigation or drainage or sod uh, that they may have um, already out outlaid uh, to, to reserve the area. So they're choosing to do those things and other things they said, well, let's see what happens for the rest of the year. And some of it's because they're not sure what, art, what uh, contractors might be available. Uh, some contractors, and that's an interesting part too, uh, many contractors are, are busy, they're working, and they have um, the biggest, one of the biggest issues I think are probably uh, lodging for their team members who are away from home. Um, I think right now, many hotels are experiencing single digit occupancy rate, um, occupancy. So there are some opportunities there uh, for uh, savings. And there's some opportunities for savings now in um, fuel, but those get maybe uh, put into another pocket, which may uh, help with the contractor's personnel having proper personal protective equipment, masks uh, in particular, um, sanitizing wipes, things like that, so that they feel comfortable and safe. So we talked broadly. Let's talk a little bit more specifically now. I'm talking with Jan Bell, Jan, ASGCA president. With your business these days, uh, are your projects also moving forward? Uh, how specifically are you getting along talking and communicating with clients? I know we're all far more uh, familiar with things like Zoom and Microsoft Teams and things of that nature. Uh, what are you hearing from the clubs and courses that you work with in Florida and elsewhere? I've been able to continue working with my clients. I've had some meetings on site. We can social distance. We stand outside. The weather's quite comfortable these past couple of months in Florida, so that's easy enough. Uh, but I've had phone calls more than I've had Zoom meetings with, uh, with my clients, conference calls. And actually, I have one a little bit later this afternoon on a prospective new project, so that's very nice. Um, but I'd say that what, what I'm understanding from the club governors and probably more importantly from the club managers, is that if there's any time that they can do things, it's now. Everybody is willing to listen. And in some boards, some governors are pretty, um, pretty controlling when things are going well. But when something like this happens, they're really better off letting the challenges be addressed by the people who are in management who are dealing with other managers and trading best practices, what's worked. But they're also figuring out that this is the time for planning. So I have more planning going on right now than I thought I would. And I'm pleased about that. The, the other part is, is that what I alluded to before, the club managers and the clubs in general are, are reorganizing their entire club's system. So what's their organization, organizational chart? What services are they actually going to be able to offer? And that has an impact on golf because more people may play golf if, if the swimming pool isn't available, if dining is not as available as it had been. And then, you know, what are the service operations going to be? How, how 
or, or things managed when somebody comes to the club. Uh, valets may not be appropriate anymore. There are people who are now uh, bringing their clubs to the golf course, and if there's a cart available, they load their own golf clubs on the cart, and they clean the cart when they're done. So the touch points and who's available to work, all of those things are are parts of the discussions that I'm having with my clients. So you can tell they're very foresighted in what they're thinking about. And, uh, you know, they're reevaluating on, on where they will spend their resources. And much of it is now being directed to golf that may not have been there previously because uh, it's, it's the opportunity where uh, the club members can social distance the best. I hope you take this next question in the spirit that it's intended, especially in relation to your, to clubs and to your clients. Um, are clients smarter now that they than they were when we were going through the financial crisis of two thousand eight, two thousand nine? And by that I mean, did did they and we learn through that experience that there are things that we can take forward to try and apply from a business standpoint as we face what we're going through right now? Well, I think the word I would use is they're more knowledgeable. So they've learned from the past. They've learned not just from the 2008, but also from 9-11, from other crises that, that we experienced back in the 80s, from the dot-com. Oh, you forgot about that one, didn't you? Um, <laughs> so there, there are, um, they're, they're more knowledgeable. And with so many things having happened in the past 20 years, there's probably a generation and a half of experience there at the club level and the club leadership level. So yes, uh, they're, they're more knowledgeable. They're taking advantage of what they had learned or they're asking people who served on boards during crises uh, what they might think about. So in my perspective, uh, they're taking advantage of the, the institutional knowledge and that is benefiting the clubs and their members. See, and that's why you get to be president. You, you think of words like knowledgeable. <laughs> correctly correctly uh, described, I think. Uh, Jan, just to shift gears, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about a subject that I know is very close to your heart, and that is women in leadership in the golf industry. Uh, so much has been written and discussed about ways to bring more women into the game of golf on the playing side. Certainly, you've dedicated much of your career to making the game fun for both men and women of all ages and skill levels through your use of scoring tees and the like. Uh, but what about on the leadership side? Are you seeing more opportunities for women in leadership positions here in the industry? I have seen more uh, opportunities, but I've also seen opportunities that weren't there that were created by the, the hard work and initiative of the women themselves. What they earned was because of what they learned they and they they learned not just about whatever the product was or the process it was because they thought about it in a way that made it applicable to more people so the they, they're earning leadership positions because that's where they belong the the, the credit for having the achievements they have is finally been given to them. It's not being taken. So uh, someone had a good idea and uh, someone who was in a superior position 
then said, oh, well, let me just take that. I'll just, I'll just run with that. So yes, more women are in leadership positions. And the unfortunate part is, I think that they're not as recognized, but more leadership positions will come for women as they're recognized for the quality of work, for the service they, they perform, and for their thoughtfulness about everybody who's in the business. Excellent. Jan, I want to touch on one other point with you. Uh, I've heard you mention a couple of times, not just this year, but but in recent years, uh, recognition of those within ASGCA who come before you as well. Uh, you are the second female president of ASGCA. Alice Dye was the first. I know you've spoken uh, so much about Alice, but also of a fellow ASGCA member, Vicki Martz, who passed away a couple of years ago. Um, talk a little bit about the interactions that you had and and the impression that they left on you. Well, with Alice, Alice was so unique because uh, she was a uh, she had far more experience than I had in uh, in what she learned and what she did, the projects in which she worked, and with her husband Pete. So the times also in which she worked were different. And that makes uh, that makes that that perspective makes a difference in what people can say, can do. So Alice was a um, she was a force in and of herself because of the people she met when she played golf. She was playing at an elite amateur level, and she knew what elite amateurs, both men and women, could do because Pete himself was an elite amateur. So they set some standards and they traveled uh, greatly. And the fact that they worked in the field together made a big difference. Vicki Martz was just a treasure. She started working with Arnold Palmer and Ed C. And because they saw what she could provide to them in design work, she started out doing drafting. But her comprehension of the design made a difference in the Palmer design style in some ways because she thought about all things environmental, I think perhaps before others did. She was able to integrate the environmental aspects into designs that she worked on, uh, whether they were her own projects once she was elevated to the associate position or on projects that she did uh, for the other team members for the Palmer Group. Vicki was so highly regarded by her clients. I, I know that one client in, I think it was in Spain or Portugal, named the golf course after her. So it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Not at all. And a fine legacy to, uh, to have as well. My guest today has been ASUCA President Jan Bell. Jan, Jan thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate the opportunity. That concludes this episode of ASGCA Insights. I'm Mark Whitney. You can always find past episodes of this podcast and more information about golf course architecture at ASGCA.org. Thank you for listening, and please join us again as we visit with and learn from golf industry leaders. Until next time, so long. <laughs>